0: Hey everyone and welcome to the Learning to Lead podcast. This is episode number 23 and uh, I'm really excited about this month's episode. I'm going to be talking to you about getting into the best shape of your life. Let me outline the episode really quickly for you uh, before we jump in. First, I'm going to be sharing you uh, my story about how I've gotten into the best shape of my life and just how I've struggled throughout my life with uh, health and fitness. And then I want to talk to you about 20 tips uh, to help you get in the best shape of your life. 20 things that I've learned in the past uh, five to six years that I've been really focused on this uh, that can truly help you get into the best shape of your life. And then uh, I'll conclude with an opportunity where you can get coached by me or at least uh, some encouragement and accountability uh, that I hope can uh, help you you so. That being said, uh, just a, a few things about the podcast. Um, I've been doing this for a year and a half now, and it's been a really, really interesting process. I've been doing interviews uh, once a month with a, a leader in the city, uh, talking about leadership. And then I've tried to really develop my own lessons on leadership, and I, I've been trying to get them out one uh, once a month, but have not been able to do that. I believe I finally have a system in place uh, where I will be able to provide that content once a month. And so I'm excited about that. Um, but that being said, uh, if you listen to this and you've benefited from this podcast, if it's encouraged you or equipped you and, uh, and just uh, helped you on your journey, there's a couple ways that you can help uh, me get this podcast off the, the ground and really just help it get in the uh, ears of other people. Um, the first way you can actually help is to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, uh, actually become a subscriber, and then actually rate and leave a review of the podcast. Uh, I've been listening to... Uh, a man named Pat Flynn, uh, who does the Smart Passive Income blog and podcast, and uh, he's added a ton of value to my life. And uh, I'm just really starting to dive in to learn how to create a successful podcast. So if you could actually subscribe, rate, and leave a review of the podcast, I would really appreciate it. And then if you enjoy the content, if you've uh, again, if you've benefited from this podcast, if you could share the content uh, on social media, etc., with others, that would really be helpful as well. And so that's it. I don't like to spend too much time on, on that, but I did want to say, hey, if this has added value to you, those are ways that you can personally help me. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, to be a part of your life through this podcast. So that being said, let's jump right into the podcast. Again, I want to talk to you about getting into the best shape of your life and uh, why is this relevant. I know this is supposed to be a leadership podcast, but I really do believe that health and fitness are one of the most neglected areas of a leader's life. And ultimately, long term, if you don't take care of your body, you ultimately won't be able to do everything that you're supposed to do or at least want to do. And so that's why I really want to focus on that. Uh, Jim Rohn actually said this. He said, take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. And I love that. And really, my definition that I've developed of, of health and fitness is being able to do what I want, when I want to do it, and sustain that for the long term. That, that to me, is, is would be successful as far as working out and eating right. That, hey, if I need to do something, I have the energy to do it. And, hey, this isn't just a short-term thing where I just lost the amount of weight. But I can do it for 10, 20, 30 years down the road because I'm in good shape and I'm taking care of my body and what I put into my body. And so, uh, I just really want to encourage you to make this a priority. And I'll talk more about that later. Um, But it's definitely something that I did not make a priority of growing up. Um, To be real open and honest with you, so my story with health and fitness is growing up, I was the the fat kid, right? I think I broke 100 pounds in second grade, which is crazy, and uh, I think I broke 200 in sixth or seventh grade. And uh, by the time I was in ninth grade, I reached my max weight, uh, the highest that I ever got, uh, and that was 248 pounds. And so, you know, growing up, some of the nicknames I had were Chunky D., Fatty, uh, Bubba, which I went to, uh, went by till recently, probably last year, and uh, and a lot of other names that won't be appropriate for this podcast. Um, but you know, being the fat kid. I was I was in school and I was always friends with people. But you know, for me, especially in elementary school, anytime that I'd get a crush on a girl, it seemed that you know she was all friendly with me until I liked them. And then as soon as I would get a crush on a girl and she would find out, she would despise me. And so in fifth grade, I had a crush on the cutest girl uh, and the most popular girl in our grade and here she find out she found out that i had a crush on her and so she start, started ignoring me and things like this well Long story short, I end up going to a a pool, our our high school had public swim open on Friday nights and me and a bunch of my boys went for the open swim and again I'm in fifth grade. And I knew I was having, honestly I was always embarrassed to take my shirt off at the pool but I was with all my boys and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to do this, I'm going to take off my shirt and and I'm going to go out there proud. And so I take off my shirt and me and all my boys are walking out of the locker room, my chest is kind of sticking out, I'm all excited and I'm proud and I'm walking with my posse and as soon as I walk out I see this girl that I have a crush on in the deep end of the pool and we lock eyes and and my heart already started beating ten times faster because I'm like oh my gosh she sees me with my shirt off and I thought that that would be as bad as it gets but it gets worse than that she actually screams and says this out loud and this is no exaggeration she goes ah he has bigger boobs than I do and uh, it's funny to look back on, but it was not funny that night. You know, when she did that, I actually went back to the locker room, I put my shirt back on, and then I went in the shower, turned on the shower, and cried for two hours. And uh, and to be honest with you, ever since that moment, I still, to this day, am I'm, I'm a little insecure when I take off my shirt because of that experience. And that was hard for me to get over, but the reality was, I was heavy. I ate whatever I wanted. I had no boundaries around what I ate, and so, um, you know, grow, when you grow up and you're heavier, uh, it can be hard on your self-esteem and everything like that. And so, I always wanted to to get into great shape. I always wanted to be fit, but I didn't always know how to. And so, you know, all throughout high school and things, I tried different diets, and I tried this, and I tried that, and, and nothing ever really seemed to work and uh, my, my sophomore year of high school, I did lose some weight. I joined the wrestling team, and I actually dropped down to about 190 pounds. Um, but looking back, there was nothing that I did intentional at that time. I don't know if I just lost baby weight or, or what happened, but I did lose a significant amount of weight one year. and It could have been just because the wrestling workouts were tough. But um, but again, because I didn't establish good habits, I, I right after high school, I shot back up, and I was probably in the 220-ish range. And uh, after after high school I just wanted to, to lift weights and get strong and so uh, my theory was hey I'm lifting weights I need to get big I'm just going to consume as much as I can and all that really did was maybe I got a little bit stronger but I also got a lot heavier and a lot fatter and so uh, again just struggle after struggle after struggle trying to, to get in good shape and so Finally, in 2008, uh, which was about five years ago, I'd gotten to, to running a little bit, and uh, again, even with running, I didn't see significant weight loss. Um, I got up to the point where I could run five miles. I even ran a marathon, which I'll talk about later, but if, you were to, if I were looking back, I would tell you that I was not in great shape. And so... What changed my life was uh, actually someone had, uh, I was one of my roommates at the time, he brought home this DVD system called P90X. Now, I never heard of P90X before this, and so he just said it's a really intense home workout, uh, and everyone's doing it, and so I thought, hey, I'll check it out, and I'll, I'll try it. And so I started doing P90X. And uh, if you've heard of it, it's a home DVD system. It's absolutely awesome. And I started getting really into it. I mean, I loved this workout. They're high intensity. It's a mix of all kinds of different workouts. It's lifting, it's cardio, Kempo, um, yoga, you know, things I've never tried before. And I just fell in love with this workout. And so I'm doing, I did P90X for two years and I thought I was getting into the best shape of my life because I've worked, I've worked harder than I had ever worked in my life. And so, I'd been doing P90X for two years, and like I said, I thought I was so ripped and I was so excited, and so I ended up going to the pool with, at the time, uh, the woman that I would marry, we weren't engaged yet, and I went with her and her dad. And I remember, I knew I was going to have to take off my shirt, right? I was having flashbacks of that fifth grade experience. And uh, so, but this time I knew I was ripped, right? So I was so excited to take off my shirt at the pool. And I knew that my my future wife would be like, wow, honey, you look so good. And I thought my future father-in-law would be like, wow, you're such a stud. You look awesome. Um, But neither of them ended up saying anything. And so I, I didn't really think anything of it. I was just like, bummer. You know, maybe they just, I don't know, were tired or didn't notice, whatever. So the following day, and this is, I didn't know this was going to be a life-changing day, but I went shopping with my father-in-law and my future wife. And um, Laura, my, my wife, was off shopping on her own, and I was walking around with my father-in-law. And he actually, he started sweating, and he seemed a little uncomfortable. And I said, you know, hey, man, are you okay? And he said, well, you know, there's something I want to talk to you about. I said, okay, and, uh, you know, he's a huge mentor in my life, and he, he, at the time, he was teaching me about boundaries, you know, I never had boundaries in my life, and he was teaching me the importance of them, and so, he, he said, one area that you need boundaries in and accountability in is what you eat, because you don't look so good. You know, I saw you, you at the pool yesterday with your shirt off, and, and you know, you you do P90X, but if you want to look like, if you think you look like Tony Horton, you're kidding yourself, you don't look anything like him. And, and so I really want to help you learn to eat right, and so you can get in better shape. And just like any time you, you get feedback, I kind of was ticked inside, my heart sank to my stomach, and I almost felt like I did when that girl screamed in the pool. And in my translation, I stood on the stage joke with my father-in-law. My translation was, you're fat, (laughs) right? I mean, that's all I heard him say. And, And so all of a sudden, I realized, oh my gosh, I've been doing this workout, and my mentality to this point has been, hey, I do P90X. I can eat whatever I want, I can eat you know five thousand calories, and, and i won 't put any weight on because I burned obviously tens of thousands of calories which which actually wasn 't true and so as a result of that that conversation that I had with my father in law I actually really started here 's a novel thought to actually study the eating plans that come with p ninety x and I really started to study nutrition etc and that 's when I really learned that nutrition is probably seventy eight to eighty percent. Of being healthy and being fit. Where working out is probably 20 to 30%. And so as a result of that, I started on this journey of learning how to eat well, learning how to eat clean, and as a result of that, that combined with the exercises I've been doing, I, over time, got into the best shape of my life, where uh, I was actually in good shape. I've heard that I was in good shape, and uh, and I have people that coach me say, hey, you look great, you look better than you ever have. Laura thinks I look better than I ever have, and I don't say that to boast, I just, I just... Say that to to let you know that hey, that's my journey, and I know what it's like to feel like you're never gonna lose the weight. I know what it's like to not feel confident when you go to the pool, or even when you go out, uh, or even when you try on clothes, etc. I know that journey, and I know the journey of I don't know if I'll I'm just questioning will I ever be in good shape. And, uh, and I hope that through my story and through the tips I'm about to share with you that you'll be encouraged that no matter where your fitness level is, no matter where your health is, you can turn it around and you can get into the best shape of your life. And, uh, again, I'll be sharing tips and I'll share parts of my story. Um, but from that time, you know, that's, it's been probably two or three years since that's happened and uh, my life is radically different. And that is why I'm so passionate about health and fitness is because I've been on such a long journey and uh, I really feel like I'm in a place now where I not only got the results that I wanted, but I really have a desire and a passion to help other people uh, get similar results because I know how good it feels. You know, when you get into the the best shape of your life, it feels great your confidence. You know, you can wear clothes you never wore before. You know, you're healthy and fit. If you want to go do something, you can do it and not have to worry about if you, you know, I can go out and train for a marathon and I know I'll be okay. I know I can do P90X. I can do these things. It's that just gives you a confidence that you don't have when you can't do those things. And so let's jump into this. I want to talk to you about 20 tips that I've learned that will help you get into the best shape of your life. 20 tips. And I know that's a lot, um, but we'll run through them quickly. Uh, The first tip I want to share with you is determine your why. Determine your why. See, as I said, ultimately health and fitness is about being able to do what you want to do and when you want to do it, as long as you want to do it. Right? It's about being healthy and fit over a lifetime, not just uh, for a short-term goal. Um, Tony, uh, I'll put this link in the show notes, but Tony Horton actually has an article on, um, determining your why. And he actually, this has really hit home with me, but he talks about, you know, people will have a fitness goal of like, I want to fit into this size dress or I want to look good for my high school reunion or I want to do X. And it's a short term goal, you know, as a guy, Hey, I want to get in shape so I can attract this girl. And so we set these goals for ourselves and then we end up achieving them. But when we achieve them, we find that ultimately it didn't satisfy us in the way that it would. And so we give up and we go back to our old habits and we end up in the exact same place we were when we started and see that's where i really want to encourage you to think big picture i want you to be thinking about hey i want to enjoy my grandchildren maybe even my great-grandchildren one day because i'm still around because i'm healthy and fit and i can play with them and i can do what i want to do as long as i want to do it i want to quote tony horton in that article he said my point is that short-sighted goals lead to short-term results Is your motivation about ego or is it about health? Is priority one your desire to look good or to feel good? Exercise is so much more than building muscle or losing weight. It's life-altering in every way. And the greatest byproduct is how it changes your perspective, how it alters your beliefs It releases chemicals in your brain so you can be happy and productive. It improves your outlook and helps you spend less time struggling and more time living a full, exciting, adventurous life. Yep, regular exercise and healthy food does that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to look good, but how you look is just part of the bigger picture of your overall well-being. And here's what I know, step number one, if, you're, if your why isn't your overall well-being over the long haul, your goals will be short-sighted, and most likely when you achieve them, they won't satisfy you as I said, and you'll, want to go, you'll end up going back to where you were. So determine your why of why you want to do it, and hopefully it'll be over the long haul to live a long and healthy life. The second tip I want to share with you is stop dieting. Stop dieting. Why? Because they're not sustainable. You know, a mentor in my life, he always says, always ask the question is it sustainable? And most diets, you're not going to be able to sustain for over three months or six months. And you know, there's diets that promise that you, you know, the results will last a lifetime, but they won't. Here's what I've discovered in my life is that you need to, the, to create a healthy lifestyle, not a healthy diet. A healthy lifestyle, and again, this takes time. You know, you don't want to, it may seem like a diet at first because you're going to be experimenting with new foods and and finding out what works for you, but stop this mindset of it's a diet, I'm on a short-term diet. Again, it's short-term thinking. Instead, start to think, I'm going to change my lifestyle. I'm going to change the way I eat, not just for three months or six months, but I'm going to change the way I eat forever. I'm never going to eat the same again. And as a result, I'm going to see the results I want to see. You've got to stop dieting and create a healthy lifestyle. We'll talk about how to do that uh, in future tips. Number three is this: understand the pain versus pleasure principle. Understand the pain versus pleasure principle. I learned this from uh, Anthony Robbins in his book, uh, Awakening the Giant Within You. And basically, what this principle says is that if you're truly going to change, then you have to start relating more pain to not working out and not eating healthy than you do pleasure. Okay, so in in other words, you have to find more pleasure in working out and eating right than you do not doing those things. And you know what, right now it might be reversed. Right now you might equate huge amounts of pain with having to eat right and having to, to work out. And, you know, until we get to a point where we can reverse that, sometimes it, sometimes we can do it with our own will. A lot of times it takes external forces, which I'll talk about. Um, an example of this principle, because I don't know that I just worded that right, but an example of this would be my father-in-law, right? So uh, at the point my father-in-law had that conversation with me that I translated, hey, you're fat, that, that caused enough pain with me that I was willing to, to I was, that was the pain I needed to make change. And so all of a sudden I started thinking, hey, if I start eating right, I'm never going to hear that again. If I start eating right, I'm going to shape my body to the way I wanted to be. And so I started equating pleasure with eating right more than I did pleasure with, with eating dessert that I used to get pleasure out of, if that makes sense. And so you need to understand the pain versus pleasure principle. It's a tongue twister, but learn. You truly can get to a place where you love and you're almost obsessed with eating right and working out. And that's where you want to get to. And and again, we'll talk about how to get there, but that should be the goal. And you should get to a place where you, uh, use pain when you think about eating wrong and not working out it's almost painful for you so learn that principle number four schedule exercise in your calendar and don't miss it schedule exercise in your calendar and don't miss it you know i would really encourage you to work out five or six days a week and uh, and you have to schedule. You know, I hear people all the time saying they're too busy, they're too busy. But the reality is if you were to track your time in 15-minute modules for two weeks and see what you do all day, I'm sure you would find hours, hours that you actually waste. Maybe time watching TV, doing this, doing that, doing these little things. I promise you an hour is 4% of your day. You can find an hour to work out in your day, but you have to schedule it. It's just like anything else. If you don't schedule it, it won't happen. And, uh, you know, I saw a cartoon once that was pretty funny. It was a a guy at a doctor's office, and the doctor asked the patient, he said, "What, what works better on your schedule, working out one hour a day or being dead 24 hours a day? I love that. Another quote that I love, hey, people spend their health trying to make money. And then they spend all of their money they earned to buy back their health. Isn't that true? Guys, you have to make this a priority in your life. Make fitness and health a priority. Because if you don't do it now, life will do it for you later. And you don't want life to, to make health and fitness a priority to you. I promise you. The fifth tip I'd give you on getting into the best shape of your life is this. Is remember that the best workout is the one you'll do. The best workout is the one you'll do. Some of you might say, well, I I don't really like working out, and that's my problem. I could find time for it, but I don't like it. And really... This was the solution. When I read this, it made so much sense to me. The best workout's the one you're doing. For me, I found P90X, and, and there's a company called Beachbody. I love their programs, all of the programs you can work out at home, and I love working out at home. I don't have to, to do a half-hour trip to and from the gym. I can work out right where I'm at. I, I love it. I love the intensity. I actually look forward to every day doing my Beachbody workouts. Again, that's for me. But I'm not you. So find out, what, what is the workout, the best workout is the one you'll do. So if you go to CrossFit and love CrossFit, do CrossFit. If you have to play sports, if you like to run, if you like to swim, bike, it doesn't matter what it is, but find something you love to do because at least you'll get the exercise in that way. Find a program that you love. Number six, don't pay attention to the scale. Don't pay attention to the scale. I see this happen all the time. People want to say... People would just say, oh, I gained a pound, I lost a pound, I gained a pound, I lost a pound, or I, I lost a pound, and then I gained two back. And they get so frustrated with the scale. And, and listen to me, throw away the scale. I mean, honestly, this, this is what I would encourage you to do. Take pictures of yourself every single week. When I work with people to help them get in the best shape of their life, I make them take pictures once a week. And at first that can be kind of discouraging because you see yourself in the picture and you're like, oh, that's what I look like. But if you'll be consistent, when you start seeing your pictures from like day 30, day 60, day 90, and you start to see the results, that's what's going to motivate you. Pictures and results will motivate you. The scale won't. I mean, it it could. But when you start to see those things, and plus, you know, if you put on muscle, you're going to end up weighing more. You could have more uh, water in your body one day than you did the previous. So there's so many factors that can go into the scale. But pictures don't lie. And so, again, I always get motivated now by pictures rather than a scale. And, uh, again, I would find someone that you feel safe with and just ask them, hey, once a week, will you take a picture for me? For me, I take my pictures on Mondays. After my workout, I ask my wife to take pictures of me. It was a little awkward for her at first. She thought I was kind of silly, but it works. And so, again, take pictures, stop weighing yourself on a scale. Number seven, well, I guess I covered two with one. Number seven was take pictures every week. I just talked about that, so uh, I guess there's 19. But uh, number eight, get a coach or external forces. Henry Cloud says this, where your maturity isn't good enough to sustain you, bring an external force. Where your maturity isn't good enough to sustain you, bring an external force. I love that. You know, I have a lot of external forces. one is I'm a beach body coach. So for me, that puts pressure on me that I'm encouraging and trying to coach others in their fitness. That is an external force that forces me to really say, hey, if I'm going to you know, lead these people and help them be in the best shape of their life, I have to be a good example and I have to stay in the best shape of my life. I have to eat right. I have to work out. I can't ask other people to do what I'm unwilling to do. So that helps me. you know, Getting a coach... Um, I'm always asking people, I'm always trying to find people that are better than me and smarter than me in the area of health and fitness and asking them questions. Hey, what do you think of, I, of my diet? This is what I eat on a daily basis. Can you tell me what I should cut out, what I should add, etc.? Le- find somebody that will call you once a week and say, hey, what are you eating? Tell me what workouts you had. Again, the more external structure that you can put in your life where people are checking in with you, the better your chances are of uh, sustaining good health and fitness over the long run. You know, have someone that can tell you the truth and that you'll listen to, you know, I talked about my father-in-law and he's not necessarily a health coach in my life, but he'll always tell me the truth. If I don't look good, if I, if I, you know, again, I want to go back to the, my goal when my father-in-law had that conversation with me was to be in the best shape of my life. And what I loved was he basically said, Hey, I know this is a desire of yours and a goal of yours. And I want you to, to know that reality is you're not reaching this goal. And see, that was an external force that I needed to get me going. And so, again, I don't know what external forces you need. Maybe you need a coach. Um, Maybe you need a group that you check in with every week. Maybe you need to tell your wife to force you to, or your husband to force you to work out. I don't know what it is, but find an external force to help you remain uh, disciplined. Number nine, track your calories every day. Track your calories every day. Uh, I use an app for this called MyFitnessPal. Again, all these links and and things I'm talking about, if you're listening to this, I'll provide a link to in the show notes. But I use MyFitnessPal, and uh, I track my calories on there. I love it because, one, it's easy to use and it's easy to do. You can access it from a desktop uh, or your uh, cell phone. And then what also is cool is you can friend people. And so you can friend people that you're uh, encouraging and coaching and and that are holding you accountable. And you can actually share your diary with people, and so people can actually see what you're you're eating, and I love this. You know, when I work with people, I make them track their calories for a week, and then I, I look through their week uh, worth of eating, and then I'm, I'm able to help them coach them on their eating decisions. And so again, track your calories. Um, you know, when I was doing P90X, I said that, hey, I did P90X, I can eat whatever I want. Well, if I would have been tracking what I was eating, and then I was probably actually eating 5,000 to 6,000 calories a day when really my body only needed, including the workout, probably 2,500 to 3,000, and so I was doubling the amount of calories that I needed in a day, and it's actually statistically proven that if you'll eat just 100 calories more than you should a day, you'll put on 10 pounds a year. That was crazy when I heard that. If you just eat 100 calories more than you should each day, you'll gain 10 pounds a year. So tracking your calories is absolutely essential and MyFitnessPal is a great uh, tool for that. Number 10, use the 80-20 rule when eating. Use the 80-20 rule. Some people say 90-10, I would recommend 80-20 but basically all it is is eat good 80% of your week. And the other 20%, hey, letting yourself have some cheat meals. In my life, probably uh, Monday through Friday, I try to eat pretty, pretty clean. Sometimes Friday nights are a little bad, but Monday through Thursday, I certainly eat as clean as possible, n- no cheat meals. Excuse me, and then uh, on the weekends, I'll have one or two cheap meals um, on the weekends to allow myself. Again, you got to allow yourself to have something, some kind of treats, but if you'll eat clean 80% of the time, I promise you'll see fantastic results. And if you want to see beyond fantastic results, try 90 10 um, and you'll really see the results you want. Number 11, eat five to six small meals throughout the day you know they say that the healthiest and fittest people eat five or six times a day and they eat pretty much the same things every day at the same times every day and i've really tried to implement that in my life um and always eat breakfast you know i wake up i have a protein shake it's the first thing i eat uh or down in the morning along with a glass of water but um Eat breakfast and eat five or six times throughout the day. You know, eat breakfast and have a snack mid-morning, then lunch, then a snack, um, then dinner, and then maybe another snack if you have time. So, again, just eat five to six meals a day and uh, don't skip breakfast. Number 12 is plan out and pack your meals for the day. Plan out and pack your meals for the day. You know, Once you discover to eat healthy, um, shop for the right foods and pack all of your meals for the entire day. uh, At the beginning of the day or the week, Um, usually I would encourage you on Sundays to really think through what your your meals are going to be like every day in general and just really try to plan all of your meals out because it's when you don't plan, that's when you fail, right? It's the lunch that you didn't bring uh, or didn't plan for that you go out and order something crazy and end up cheating when you didn't want to cheat. And so the more that you can plan on the front end, again, This doesn't take a lot of time. Uh, In fact, I can send you a template, um, an Excel template that will help you plan your meals. But you just plan them out, and then you follow that. And, you know, uh, usually on Sundays, I'll take an hour, and I'll chop up vegetables for the week and fruit. And then, you know, every night I pack my lunch for the next day. But take time to prep your meals and prepare and plan what you're going to eat. And I think you'll really start to see a difference, and it will help you um, keep accountable. Number 13, drink your water. <laughs> Someone says, drink your water, people. Drink your water. You know, I would really encourage you. I stopped drinking pop. A long time ago. But cut out pop, even diet pop. They actually said that diet pop could be worse for you than real pop, but just cut pop or soda, if you're not from Pittsburgh, uh, out of your life and drink water. Water, water, water. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, you should drink an eight ounce glass of water. It'll get your metabolism going. Uh, your body is made up of 70 to 80% water. So again, dr- drink as much water as you can. Uh, you know, I try to get in a gallon a day. That might be a little much. Some people say eight classes. But just drink as much water as you can. Number 14, get educated. Get educated. Listen, learn everything you can. There's some great... Uh, books out there, there's great blogs out there, uh, like I said, Beachbody their programs come with eating plans uh, I'm sure if you go to the gym, you can meet with a nutritionist, get as, as educated as you can on what clean eating is you know, I I, if, I probably drive Laura nuts, but I probably change what I eat on a daily basis every like 3 to 6 months, because again I'm always learning and feeding my mind on how can I improve my diet, how can I improve what I eat, how can I improve uh, my health and fitness, and as I learn I adapt, and so again as you educate yourself, you know what, what you thought was good for you last year, it may not just it, you may find out, okay, you know what that's probably not the best. I can substitute it with this and you substitute it with another food. Um, but again, get educated. learn how to make good decisions. There's so many we live in an information world and so uh, there's no excuse for not being educated on what good eating is. And so I just encourage you get educated in every way you can. Number 15 join an accountability group Um, again this goes with the external structures but it's always good to get a group of people Uh, if you're looking for one I have a Facebook group that I'll provide a link to and really it's just a place for daily motivation inspiration and encouragement and accountability you know people share what their goals are Uh, we share encouragement we let each other know what workouts we're doing Uh, and it's just a good place to help uh, keep each other accountable so I'd encourage you to have a good group of people that you go through um, your health and fitness journey with 16 uh, set an event goal set an event goal um, this is always helpful again it always gives you something to look forward to I would encourage you to, to set goals like hey I'm gonna run a marathon or I'm gonna run a 5k or a half or a triathlon or a tough mudder event you know choose have have fitness goals that you're working toward um, you know Beach Body. so when they come out with a new program that I'm interested in my goal is to go through the entire program so again if you're creating goals for you that that'll last you know a marathon training can last up to six months if you always have something coming up that's gonna require you to be in good shape then you're gonna again it's gonna be more motivation for you to be disciplined on a daily basis number 17 get daily inspiration Get daily inspiration. I don't know about you, but I need motivated every day, right? Zig Ziglar said, uh, someone said to him, hey, motivation doesn't last. He said, well, neither does staying clean, but you still take a bath every day, right? Just as we take baths every day because we need clean every day, we need motivation every day. And so... You need to constantly find motivation. Uh, For me, Instagram is a great source for that. I follow a lot of people that I admire um, in the health and fitness industry, and I always stay motivated. And again, even the accountability group we're in, we're posting things to inspire and encourage each other. But again, you have to find daily inspiration and motivation to, uh, to get going. And so find that daily. Number 18, just do it. Right, the, the greatest slogan ever, Nike, just do it. Uh, I love this quote from the American Medical Journal. Uh, it was actually quoted in John Maxwell's book, Developing the Leader Within You. But it says this, that motivation is not going to strike you like lightning. And motivation is not something that someone else, nurse, doctor, family member, can bestow or force on you. The whole idea of motivation is a trap. Forget motivation, just do it. Exercise, lose weight, test your blood sugar, or whatever. And, you know, ultimately... You just got to do it. You know, I know this, is, this may sound counterintuitive in my last point, which was get motivated, get inspiration. But I really do think you need inspired. But hey, at the end of the day, even when you're not fired up, you're going to have days where you wake up and you don't want to work out. Force yourself to do it. I'm telling you. The days you feel best are when you don't want to work out and you work out anyway. And at the end of the workout, you feel so much better because you know you did something that you didn't want to do and you, you, you feel better for doing it so at the end of the day, you just got to do it, force yourself, and listen, when you actually do it, that's when motivation comes on even stronger, because you got better, right, you did something you didn't think you could do or didn't want to do, and so when you get small wins under your belt, that'll create more and more and more momentum in your life, and so just do it, start working out, start eating right, start planning your meals, start uh, getting a coach, start putting external structures in your life to help you, just do it. Number 19, realize that you're closer than you think. Realize that you are closer than you think. And this is probably my favorite point. Uh, you know, I told you I'm a marathoner. And can I be honest with you, in 2004 or five, if you would have told me that I would run marathons, I would have peed my pants laughing. I would have never believed you. Um, but, you know, I've run five now. And looking back, I remember when I started running, You know, when I first started running, I couldn't even run a half a mile without wanting to die. I'd have to run a quarter mile walk, run a quarter mile walk, right? And so I could barely move and it was frustrating and I was slow. I got passed all the time by other people running. I felt like I wanted to get up. It seemed like I had too far to go and I wouldn't make it. You know, have you ever been there? You know, maybe it's not running, but maybe it's with your weight that, hey, maybe I've tried that, I've tried this, and I've tried that, and nothing's working. I've never made progress, and I just don't feel like I can do this. And maybe that's you, and I just want to encourage you that you can. You can do this. You know, over time, with running, I pushed through my fears and frustrations, and eventually I got faster, and I ran further, and I lost weight, and eventually I ran a marathon. Uh, you know, I started to look better and you know, now I pass a lot of people and I'm not the fastest, I'm by, you know, if you're listening to this and you run triathlons and marathons, you're running, you're probably faster than me, but I'm passing a lot of people that used to pass me. And so that, that makes me feel better and, and, and so much so that I was actually, I remember this was a few years back, but I was in my neighborhood and I saw this overweight woman who was running in my neighborhood. And, uh, and I could tell she was struggling. She, I, we, we locked eyes, and I could see the insecurity in her of, like, hey, don't judge me. And, and I know I'm not going very fast, and I know I don't look that good, but at least I'm running. And I didn't have a chance to have a conversation with her, but I remember looking at her and thinking, just keep going. I, I was where you were. I know how you feel. I know how that feels. But I'm telling you, if you'll just make the decision to get up and run every day and make the right choices, let you eat, you will reach your goals. You'll run that 5K. You'll run that marathon. You'll get into the shape that you want to get. Don't quit. Don't get discouraged. People aren't judging you. They, they're encouraging you. And that's how I want to encourage you today. You're closer than you think. That girl that was running is closer than she thinks to getting in the best shape of her life. You are closer than you think to getting in the best shape of your life. It doesn't take that long. Just a few months, or at most a year from now, if you'll make the right decisions, you can be in the best shape you've ever been in. You're closer than you think. You know, I hope that these tips are helping you. I have one more tip, but I just hope that these tips, you'll take some of these and apply them in your life. And I promise you that if you apply them, if you'll do them, you will see results. I guarantee you will see results. And when you do, it's time for my last point, which is celebrate. Celebrate. You know, when you get the results that you want, when you finish a program, when you run a race, celebrate. You know, anytime, if I run a marathon, I go out and I pig out. Man, I'm going to order anything on the menu. I'm going to eat that cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory. Right, I finished this program. You know, I'm going to treat myself because I worked hard for this. Learn to celebrate your successes. If, you, if you're taking your pictures every week and day one you didn't look great, but day 30 you can see progress, celebrate that. Tell people about it. Say, hey, I look, look at this. This was 30 days ago and now I look like this. I look a lot better. Celebrate that and have some people celebrate you. People want to celebrate you. I want to celebrate you. And listen, if, you, if you're listening to this and you start applying some of these things in your life and you see results, I want to hear about it. In fact, I would love to coach you. You know, if you're here, if you're listening to this, and you're saying, "Wow, I could really use some coaching." Now, again, I I would love to work with you. I can't work with everyone I don't have all the time in the world, but if I can help you, uh, I will help you. And listen, I I just want to open myself up. If you're open to to coaching, or you know, have any questions or anything, feel free to email me. My email address is Doug Smith at Light of, or I'm sorry, Light of Life. I'm talking about work. My email is Doug Smith at Gmail. Doug Smith Live. I'm sorry, Doug Smith Live at gmail.com. And again, I'd love to hear what questions you have. I'd love to add you to our, our Facebook group. And, uh, and really, I just want to help you get in the best shape of your life. And so, thank you for listening to this. Uh, again, I promise you will see results if you apply these things in your life. And, uh, You know, if there's anything I can do, please let me know. So, thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope it added value to your life, and uh, I'll see you next episode. Thanks and have a great day.